and welcome to episode eight of this podcast series. Um, I don't know if they're flying by or if it's me, but it just seems to be that since I started this podcast series, we are now so many weeks in and lockdown has changed so much and I'm trying to keep up with all the changes and and I'm finding so many topics to talk about. I'm just trying to organise myself so that I actually get some decent content out for you and something that you can take value from and enjoy listening to whilst trying to find the time to record these podcasts, which actually nicely um, brings me on to today's topic, which is very much about time and about potential overtraining. And the reason why I even started thinking along these lines for this particular podcast was I sent out an email earlier on it was either this week or at the back end of last week with it was mainly about the gyms opening so a couple of weeks ago the gyms officially opened for general public to use which was great it was a long time coming and I know so many of you were keen to get back into your fitness routine however with every industry that's opened there has been stipulations and regulations that of course all organizations have to follow and it's very independent dependent on what organisation that is. Looking across the board, there's a few variations to to the rules in which the gyms locally, I, I can't speak for other areas, I can only speak for what I'm seeing locally, have adopted. There's been some that have made you book time slots, there have been others where um, they do like a traffic light system and you can look online and if it's too busy you won't be allowed in because there's a limited amount of people in there but you don't physically have to book to go in. Um, and there's there's other uh, rules and regulations. I, th- I know some gyms have said that there's only uh, you're only allowed to work out three times a week, and there's other gyms that say you can go twice a week, but you can only do forty uh, sorry twice a day, but you can only do forty five minute slots a week, um, or forty five minute slots a day. I will put my teeth in through this podcast, I promise. Um, and and it got me thinking. Wow, like a lot of people will go to the gym when they feel like it and a lot of people will spend more than 45 minutes in the gym unless they're on a very very tight time schedule ordinarily so this has changed the way in which we are now using the gyms and at first I was a little bit like oh god that's really quite frustrating because on a leg day I really I'm in that gym more than 45 minutes. By the time I've loaded up the bar, especially for a very heavy day, had a very good effective warm-up and a very good effective cool-down, 45 minutes is just not long enough. And I would argue that 45 minutes is a very tight time frame. But it did get me thinking about how long some people spend in the gym and actually what is productive and what is counterproductive and what is effective. And maybe could this change in booking time slots and having allocated number of minutes in the gym be beneficial to those that spend hours and hours training in the gym without a plan of attack, without much effort and without much thought to what they're doing could this suddenly be almost the best thing that's happened to the generic fitness goer it's very easy to think that more is better but we then negate 
quality over quantity and actually a very effective intense workout becomes very ineffective if it goes on too long. Believe it or not, doing too much and working out too hard will not only slow down your progress, it could potentially stop it completely. Over the years, I've worked with tons of clients that prior to meeting me have been frustrated that they're working their butt off in the gym day in, day out, and they're not really seeing the types of returns that they would be expecting. The thing is, what we often overlook is that when you're trying to build lean muscle and change your physique, it isn't just about the time that you spend in the gym. It's the amount of sleep you get, the amount of rest you get, what you eat, what you drink, and how you allow your body to refuel and recover. And I do get it, like when you're really motivated and you are on some kind of goal path where you're either trying to lose weight or build as much muscle as possible, you're in this determined state of mind. So you feel that spending that extra time at the gym will be only a positive and get you closer towards your goals. The thing is, the more exercise you do isn't necessarily for the better and to get the best workout results, it is important to try and find that balance between the amount of time you spend in the gym, the intensity in which you work out, but also the amount of time you allow yourself to recover. Unlike with cardio workouts, when it comes to weight training, your muscles rely on very limited stores of creatine phosphate and glycogen to lift weights. That equates to around 10 seconds and going off path a little bit here, but it's one of the reasons why I suggest that every single person should supplement with creatine monohydrate. And I have spoken about the benefits of using creatine in my supplementation highlight reel on Instagram. I will try and put a link underneath this podcast so that you can be directed there and you can have a little look at the benefits of creatine in your own time as it is obviously a slightly different topic than what we're speaking about today. However, it is important to be aware of this because everybody's available stores do vary from person to person, but typically weight training sessions lasting longer than 45 to 60 minutes could potentially be breaking down more muscle rather than building more muscle. Sometimes the signs of overtraining can be a little bit more apparent in certain people than others. If you struggle with sleep, if you find that your strength's actually on the downward spiral rather than increasing, if you can find times when you're quite irritable or your appetite's not really on point or you're a little bit moody, these can be signs that you are overtraining and you even need to take a deload week, um, which is where you literally turn up to the gym and just do a very, very light workout of very minimal weights in regards to what you typically would do but just almost following the movement patterns or just take an entire rest week but it could be worthwhile having a little look at what you do on a day-to-day basis and are you on a regular basis over training in either duration or the amount of sessions that you actually do in a week it just seems that we put a lot of emphasis on the amount of times that we go to the gym in a week or how long our sessions are as opposed to putting emphasis on the other say 22, 23 hours of the day where we're focusing on our nutritional intake, our recovery, our rehab work, and then also our sleep and our mindset and everything else that actually when added together really creates what is fitness and what health and fitness should be about. We put so much focus on this one, one and a half, two hours that we spend in the gym, say three, four, five, six, sometimes even seven in certain people's cases times a week, 
Yet when we look at like a 24-hour period, we're not spending as much time focusing on all the other hours and what we can be doing in that time to help us achieve our, let's just say, weight loss or muscle gaining goals. You know, the one good thing that I feel did come out of lockdown is that it did give a lot of people, especially those that are on furlough or where work just sort of stopped or slowed right down, it gave them the opportunity to assess where they currently spend most of their time and where they waste a lot of time. And I think if you asked anybody, what do you wish you had more of? A lot of people will turn around and say they wish they had more time, yet we find the time to waste in certain situations where there is no need to waste as much time. So why would you spend two hours in the gym working out when you could have just an effective workout in 45 to 60 minutes and get the same results? You wouldn't do that in any other scenario of your life. You wouldn't take the longer route to work just because. Yet when it comes to working out, we seem to negate all common sense. And before we know it, we've wasted say 10 hours of our week when we could have spent five effective hours and be closer to our goal. Of course, what this new time limit now means is that you do really need to be prepared and aware and understand exactly what you are doing in the gym, which is another bonus from my perspective because suddenly people that would never have implemented structure and a plan of action are actually having to think about what they're doing when they go to the gym. It's not a case of turning up and just do what you fancy. I'm not entirely sure how all gyms have set up, but some uh, some gyms that I'm aware have got workstations where you're not allowed to move off that station, or some of them have got no sharing of kit. So you just can't move around the gym in the same way that you could prior to COVID. So now you really have to think about what it is that you are going to do when you get to the gym and how you're going to maximize and utilize those 45 to 60 minutes that you have been allocated. I'm always harping on about bang for your buck movements. And these are movements like your compound movements, like your deadlifts, like your squats, like your pull-ups, things that use more muscle groups per exercise as opposed to like the isolated movements like bicep curls, tricep presses and just the fancy accessory work. It, it doesn't need to really, it doesn't really have to feature in your workout at all or if it does it can just be something to finish off at, at the end. So maybe, just maybe fingers crossed we might see the end of bice and tricep days in the gym and actually people going in the gym and thinking right okay every day is a big compound day, I'm going to maximise my lifts, I'm going to make the three times a week that I'm allowed to train as effective as possible and I'm going to work on some serious big Olympic style lifting here instead of the bicep curls. Other things that this time slot allocation should also negate is A, the groups of chit chat that you get in the gym. You know the times when you have three or four people that are actually chatting around a piece of kit, normally a piece of kit that you want to use, and you can't get on it because they're all sharing Instagram and Facebook stories of what they did at the weekend. So this new ruling and social distancing and limiting the amount of people in the gym should eliminate that, which I think is only a good thing. It should also stop those people that sit on pieces of kit 
for a good 20-30 minutes just to do three rounds of 10 but actually check Facebook and Instagram for the remaining sort of six minute rests that they take in between sets. The one worry that I do have and it is something that actually has come into my mind for my own training is the fear that it will mean that people negate a very good quality warm-up and stretch and cool down because they are trying to make sure that they maximise working for the 45 minutes that they're in there. And I can understand the logic to that. However, that isn't going to be good from an injury perspective. I would suggest if you are really pushed for time and you have got a workout plan that is going to take that much time working wise and not warming up and stretching that you allocate time to do the warm up outside the gym before you go in which whilst it's summer that shouldn't really be a problem and you take your stretching outside maybe you keep a mat in the car and you just go to some grass or the car park and and find some space to stretch in a decent way there don't wait till you get home because you've already sat down and cooled off and it's just not good so that would probably be the main negative that I find off the back of this time allocation side of things. That and people rushing their sets. If you are going to start lifting heavier and you're going to focus on big compound movements, you really do need to make sure that you are allocating yourself enough time between sets. Yes, okay, you might not get as many movements done in your allocated time slot, But equally, you don't want to rush lifts. You want to aim to maximise your strength during the workout. It's not about bashing through the workout that you set for yourself and then just going home. So I would actually feel more comfortable if a client came to me and said, look, I managed to complete five out of the six exercises you had set for me in that time, but then I ran out of time and I didn't have time to do the sixth. Instead of someone going, I rushed through the final three because I didn't have time to get everything in. So obviously we don't really know if these rules are here to stay for a long time, but I definitely think in the near future, I can't see these rules loosening off anytime soon. And I actually think it is going to be a very positive thing for a lot of regular gym goers to adapt their routine to suit these time slots and to actually really focus on their fitness goals, to work really hard and maximize and utilize the time slot available and enjoy the available time that it then gives them where they would previously have been working out. They suddenly have this free time that they can use for meal prep or rest and recovery or some mindset or some home yoga virtual classes. So for something that initially actually really wound me up, after really looking at it on a much deeper level, I think it's going to have a massive positive impact on the fitness industry and on people's goals and fitness behaviour as a whole. And actually, I I do think we could see the way people train and how they use the gym stay even after these regulations and rules potentially are lifted in the future. So it's just a little short podcast from me today, just sort of adding my two pence piece into what I think is only a good thing again to come out of COVID. And there have been very many positive things that we can take away from what has actually been a very stressful time and still is a very stressful time. I have a couple of guests. I'm very excited coming on my podcast in the next few weeks. Um, One of them, I'm so excited, but I don't want to say anything more about it. I will let you tune in. But if you've liked this podcast or if you found it useful and valuable and maybe you know someone that spends a lot of time in in the gym and possibly overtrains, 
share it with them, let them hear it, let them have a little think about whether they could benefit from reducing the amount of time in the gym. I'm all for making people's lives better and adding value. And if I can add time to people's day, if I can give you guys back time and you can still get the results that you want, then that to me is absolutely winning. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And here's until next time.